0: Everyone, This is Jennifer Dono and you're watching another live daily webcast here on Live.com. Today's topic is Try It Tuesday and I'm very excited because we're talking a lot about change. That's kind of the theme of our Try It is change. And I've got Amber Turner on with me. Amber, thank you so much for being here. Definitely. Thank you for having me. So I'm excited to chat with you because you're all about um, getting healthy and you're a mom and a military wife. There's so much to mention here and who you are and what it is that you do as far as your online business goes. So why don't you tell everyone a little bit about yourself and what you do?
1: Well, my name is Amber. I'm the blogger behind HippieFitMom.com. And I'm also the creator of MyMompreneurMinute.com. Um, Basically, I'm just a regular mom trying to find my footing. Um, Being a military spouse, I feel like internet business is very good for me. It's something that I can take with me no matter where the military takes us. So I'm just trying to find my way within the military business, I mean excuse me, the internet business world. So that's pretty much I
0: I I have to say, before we went live, Amber's husband was in the background in a uniform, and I think that's one of the perks of being a military wife, is that... Yep. um, (laughs) (laughs) ...uniform. I was like, you're handsome, your husband's very handsome. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I love the uniform. Yeah, so where (laughs) are you out of right now, and how often have you moved in the past?
1: Well, um, we're in New York, we're on recruiting duty, so there's not a military base here, but. closest one is Fort Drum which is an army installation Um, and we've been here for about a year and a half and yeah we should be here for about three and a half more years and I'm looking forward to that move Uh, (laughs) because prior to coming here we were in Georgia at Robbins Air Force Base and it's a big difference for one it's a shock and then the weather we're really getting into winter now, and yeah, I don't, I don't enjoy it at all. <laughs> well,
0: you know, I'm excited to talk to more military wives because I know that's a big part of young female entrepreneurs in our community is the military yeah. spouse. Uh, community and it sounds like you're very much involved with it, but just that, just the the environment that you guys are in, you're you're moving and um, it's hard to really plant roots and establish a career. And I know a number of m- women who I'm friends with are teachers or um, something where it's more they're able to uh, move to serve, you know, their husband's lifestyle rather than theirs. So it's a it's just an interesting mix, and I you know I am always amazed by the creativity and inventiveness of military and how they can um, continue with their passions and their careers while still, like I said, serving their husband's lifestyle.
1: Yeah, you have
0: to be. be. Amber, let's get started. We've got a list of topics to talk about. You're all about healthy lifestyle and making sure that you make small changes. And you're going to mention a couple tips at the very end because we're talking about try it Tuesday, right? So we're trying new things and rather than go over go over one specific thing It's kind of a a theme of these larger companies that are making small changes and trying new things and seeing how it works And so that's what we're we're really encouraging other young female entrepreneurs to try along with us Small little changes and see how it goes. So Amber I just wanted to say and I know I didn't send this over to you, but for everyone that's watching This is a big deal. This is a big news headline. I want to make sure that we point it out to everyone. Selfie is named the word of the year for 2013.
1: What are your I thoughts heard, on that, Amber? <laughs> I heard that. I was watching the news this morning and I saw that. I was like, oh, okay. Um, I mean, it is what it is. I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm the biggest fan of selfies. I don't like taking them, but I don't have someone to take my picture. So I guess, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, it's, um, the way of the world, I guess, now.
0: Well, I just thought it was so funny that that's the word of uh, of the year, and, you know, whatever. I know a lot of people that do selfies on Instagram, and I appreciate it, because I actually get to see the person Uh, So, you know, whatever, but so the next story that's getting into more of our theme is how much is Pinterest a Pinterest pin worth? And they're saying this isn't fast company It's much more than a, a than a tweet, and I thought this was really interesting the reason why I wanted to discuss this today is because basically what this article is doing is really drumming down exactly the data behind what happens on Pinterest and so they're saying You know, um, each pin is worth around 78. Let me see if I can zoom this in for you guys too. Um, Each pin is worth 78 cents in sales. That's a 25% increase from this time a year ago. So each pin drives two sites uh, visits and six page views. So this is great information as far as how we can use Pinterest. And you know, my question is, um, and Amber, I don't know if you've worked with other entrepreneurs on this or if you've talked to other moms, are we really using Pinterest to its fullest as smaller brands? I know a lot of larger brands are really utilizing it and making sure that those click-throughs come through using imagery appropriately. But Amber, do you think that we, is there still room for for inventiveness, I mean, what are some examples that have you seen people use Pinterest really well?
1: Well, um, I I would like to see uh, video used more on Pinterest. Okay. I from a uh, Twitter chat that I had previously, someone said that they normally go over the the videos, and I, I'm a big advocate for video. I love video, and um, I don't think it's beneficial as if you use videos for Pinterest but I I, lo- I love Pinterest because I, I we're all visual people. Well and I think I mean, that's it's- an
0: interesting point the idea of using video more in Pinterest and I've been tweet I pin all of our videos and I wonder um, how, I, I mean everyone that's watching, do you click through and watch videos that happen on Pinterest? Or are you more of like an image you're looking through to get ideas and you pin things? Do you actually watch the video then that's on Pinterest? I don't know Amber do you
1: watch the videos that are on Pinterest? I typically don't, honestly, but I I pin my videos on there. But I don't usually use Pinterest for videos. I like to look at fashion and, and like get inspired as far as like fitness and nutrition, food, and that sort of stuff. So I just like to look. It's more visual. I don't like to. Um, it's like window shopping, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's not. I don't like to stay on one thing for too long. Yeah, and I think
0: Stacey Harris is saying that she does something similar where it's more visual and you look through it versus actually interacting with it. So I don't know. It'll just be interesting to see how people use Pinterest in the future. Now, another site that I was actually on Thrive Chat last week, which is hosted by at the Stacey Harris, and um, it's with uh, the Thrive Chat. It's a community and. The, the question was on what social media or what you want to do. And I wanted to get into LinkedIn a little bit more. And they're saying that LinkedIn's, this is reported in TechCrunch, LinkedIn's new showcase pages allow companies to highlight specific products and projects. And what they're doing here is um, is providing people with, I mean, they're making LinkedIn more than just a social networking platform for employment. They're making it more of a platform for publishing information. And I think this is a fantastic opportunity for a lot of, Um, young female entrepreneurs, because basically what you're able to do is connect with an audience that's more professional minded, especially if you're a business to business type of a, a enterprise. I don't know, Amber, are you on LinkedIn? Do you use it?
1: I love LinkedIn. I love it. I think it's so beneficial if you're trying to build connections, build a network that LinkedIn is where it's at. I love LinkedIn. Yeah, definitely. And I'm excited about that. When I, when you sent that to me, I was like, oh, wow, yes that's exciting
0: yeah I thought it was it was a great idea for LinkedIn as far as you know making it more useful for businesses because right now okay I'll tell you everyone that's watching the reason why I'm more interested in LinkedIn because I thought the the reaction from other young female entrepreneurs was interesting that were in the chat that was more like oh you know that's not it's not a fun network to be part of and I heard great advice as far as using LinkedIn to connect with people that are employed because people were saying, "Oh, you know, I'm employed by myself. I don't need LinkedIn." Well, you, if you want to be noticed in a media publication, or if you want to connect with a brand and you know uh, partner with them in any ways, what I've heard is that LinkedIn is a great tool to do that because the people that are of influence in that brand or in that larger company are employed, they are on LinkedIn and use it actively. So mm-hmm. reaching out to them through LinkedIn, and if you use the LinkedIn um, Premium. Um, thing I think it's like $30 a month or something like that. I tried it for a couple months. And um, if you use that, you're able to in-mail them without being actually connected. And it's like a guarantee. You have three emails. And if someone doesn't email you back right away, then um, they give you the credit back for free. And I thought that's, oh my, god, I just got excited by that. I was like, I can see if someone, you know, emails me or looks at it and that type of a thing. And I tried it and I didn't find it very effective. Oh really? I don't know, Amber. Have you used the premium, or are you strictly like the standard?
1: I use the standard, but I mean, even with the standard, you can build such great connections, and I I love it for that. I mean, um, it's like they said, it's not really fun, but you really build effective connections with people.
0: Yeah. So our next story about change. So you know our our. Our change so far. We've been thinking about how can we use social networks differently? How can we make sure that we're improving upon for 2014 and ending 2013 in a really strong manner? And there's this article out in Business Insider. So last, I think it was last week or the last couple weeks, the billionaire Dallas Cowboys owner says using a flip phone is how he got rich. He was on national television um, on NBC Sports and he was shown on his little flip phone, which I thought was so funny because I've been telling people for years I want my little Motorola did you guys have this it was a um, Amber I don't know if you had one there it was like a pink little Motorola flip razor
1: oh I had one (laughs) okay that
0: was my favorite phone to date it was so like it was compact it was just easy to use and call people and it worked as much as I love my iPhone it's fantastic. It sucks as a phone, <laughs> like <I don't> <laughs> for what it actually is supposed to do. It's horrible to call people on. I don't know if you guys would agree with me, um. But so anyway, this guy, so people, he was on later and on CBS morning and asked, or this morning asked, uh, what's the deal with the flip phone? Because it's that important and that shocking that a billionaire would have a flip phone. And he said, this is why, this is why I'm a billionaire because I, I, I pinch pennies. Is that really why he's a millionaire? (laughs) Because he hasn't forked over the money for an iPhone?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, sure, it's like other parts of his life, too, but...
0: Yeah, Yeah. you know, I'm sure there's more to that story, too, because I could see. So we're talking about social networks and changing. I think that having a smartphone at times can be a little um, distracting. And on the chat, um, Stacey is saying she misses her hot pink razor. (laughs) I'm I'm not alone in thinking that. And she loved flipping her phone, Melissa, at Melissa Penton. Um, Yeah, that idea like flipping and it was kind of like a thing, rather than looking at your smartphone when you had dead time or you were talking to someone, it was like that annoying flipping sound. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, so at the Stacey Harris is saying, as far as the comment goes with the billionaire and um, penny pinching, it's the old saying, old money is old for a reason, they don't spend it. But see, I thought you know, going back to social networking, there's no distractions on a flip phone. It's a phone. There's no, you know, you can't get on Twitter. And I asked the community a while ago, would you give up your phone, your cell phone, um, for a year? Because someone I heard um, a successful entrepreneur say that, and he's in his early 30s, that he gave up his his smartphone for an entire year. And in order for people to reach him, they had to email him or when he read it at his desk, or they had to actually show up in person, essentially. And wow. so he said that he was able to grow his company enormously there because it was focus. It was focused on what's important. And a lot of people in the community said, no, that smartphone is how I do my business. I'm able to be with my kids and actually run my business on my smartphone and not have to be attached to a 9-to-5 desk. So, Amber, I mean, being a mom, being a military uh, wife, being fit and active, being healthy and trying to run a business, would you say it's more healthy to be focused and not have that phone, or do you think it's more healthy to actually have the smartphone and live a
1: lifestyle that's flexible? I would say without. I mean, I... I don't have a smartphone. I have a regular phone. <laughs> I don't have like a smartphone at all. Um, I am on my computer a lot, but I do have times where I'm just like no electronics. I'm gonna go and walk around. I'm gonna walk with my kids, play with my kids. I have to. You have to find that balance. And two, with me being here, is that I don't have. I don't have a lot of distractions from the outside because I don't really know anyone here, I don't have family so it's like I don't have those obligations either so that also helped me stay more focused so I don't have those distractions and then I make time that I'm not, I'm like no electronics at all, no computer and then that allows me to like think outside the box and how can I grow my business because sometimes when we're just like in it all the time you don't think well how can I expand or how can I grow or what's something that I'm not doing that I could be doing you know that sort of thing.
0: I, I think that's a great point and that's something that I definitely struggle with is the idea of constantly checking in and, and growing that community and that's a conversation we had in Bootstrap Book Club um, with at the Stacey Harris she hosted it and it was around Gary Vaynerchuk's thank you economy and it was the idea of constantly being on being engaging starting that conversation in your community and Um, I think it's hard as someone that's runs an online business who maybe has a team of, you know, like a few people or even just just yourself, it's you that's engaging with people. So I think it can be difficult, but I really like that, you know, you, you strive for focus. And I think, you know, in part, your focus is kind of put on you by your conditions, but it's a great lesson for all of us that are listening. So the next point uh, that we're going over, and again, this is in Business Insider, is urban outfitters blame drop-in sales on missed fashion calls and off-pitch marketing. So we're talking about um, changes. So this is a big one um, as far as, you know, listening to your customers and deciding what it is that they are going to purchase. A store like Urban Outfitters is difficult because it's on trend, Right. And so th- what they're doing is saying, you know, it's not necessarily because we can't compete with H and M or or Forever Twenty One on price. It's because um, we just were off on on our inventory and what it is that we ordered. So I thought that my lesson that I'm taking away, and I don't know about you, Amber, in this, is that if you feel compelled to compete on price, you know, think twice. Really think about what it is that your market what's important to them, because. The person that was quoted in um, this article, and I can't remember who it was. Let me see if I can look really fast. He says, it's the CEO of Urban Outfitters, he says his market isn't compelled by promotions. So he you know, he sat back and said, "You know, while I have tons of pressure, we didn't do very well to drop our prices and run sales and things like that. That's not something that I feel like our market is going to be compelled to actually purchase from. We have to look back at what we're offering. So Amber, I don't know if you've ever felt, I mean, do you think competing on price is a viable option or what should we be doing instead? Uh, I
1: don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know, right? It's it's a tough call, especially if your business is doing poorly. It is kind of like, you know, you don't want to go into that panic mode and be like, okay, let's just drop our prices or run a 50% off sale and we'll get people to, you know, we'll have revenue coming in. I think it's a scary point.
1: Yeah, it is. I don't know.
0: I don't know. We'll see. And yeah, so at the Stacy Harris is saying all markets are compelled by promotion. <laughs> um, and it's true. And she's saying there's not a whole lot of marketing coming out of Urban Outfitters and that they haven't really in a long time. But, you know, on Stacy's point that people are compelled by price when you have one end of one company that sells, you know, a trendy item for and the other company is selling it for $20, and it's a trend, you're not going to be wearing it next year, Um, you know, that's kind of hard, and you have to sit back, I guess, and look at that. Yeah. So, on that note, Amber, Panera Bread is making four changes to win customers back. Again, the theme of change is sitting back, looking at what it is that we can do differently. What can we try that's new based off of what it is that our customers are looking for? And how can we make 2013 better, 2014 awesome? Panera Bread is focusing on their customers. That's the big story behind all of this. They're looking at, okay... Who? Uh, what have we done in the past that has hurt our customers? And it's wait times, and it's the idea that people aren't being taken care of, that people don't feel good once they leave Panera. And so what they're doing is hiring more employees and also moving their catering into um, hubs so that the person can actually focus. Everyone that works in the store is focused on the customer. and I thought this was great as far as changing and focus goes. Amber, do you, I mean, have you been to a Panera Bread? Do they have Panera Breads on the East Coast? That might be a stupid question.
1: Well, I know they have them in Georgia, but I'm like so isolated. We don't have any here where I'm at now, but uh, I can't say that I've really been there because I'm, I eat gluten free, so I don't really <laughs> eat that kind of food. But I, I do like you're the gluten-free? fact that you're gluten free. Yeah,
0: fun. yeah. Panera bread's probably. I mean, that's another thing. Like, how does Panera bread? They're based off of bread. How do they? I feel like a lot of people are gluten free, and if you're not gluten free, you just avoid carbs.
1: Am I wrong in that? Yeah. I mean, well, I, I'm. My diet is very limited. I, I can't eat a lot of things, but um, I, th- I think that it's good though that they're focusing on the customer. I, I think that you know, getting the feedback and actually like making changes for that for the customer is a great thing. Um, yeah, I, mean, I don't have much to say on that, but. Uh, nice that's totally fine
0: <laughs> but okay so going into the last piece of change then so urban are apart from urban outfitters and all of the other things that are happening panera bread um there's a lot of talk around thanksgiving and thanksgiving shopping more so you know black friday and the idea that you go into the black on that particular weekend or that particular day i guess it's a friday um and so Best Buy 3.0, they're talking about how they've been able to stay above and not go bankrupt or close or do anything crazy. And now they're saying, okay, now that we've done all this work, we might actually hurt ourselves again. And so what they're talking about here is this change that they lowered their prices, unlike Urban Outfitters. They did feel that competition are compelled to actually compete with other people on the low prices online, such as Amazon. And so what they did was they changed their prices, but they also differentiated in providing they really served their vendors. So now that they have they have these in-person stores. And so it's interesting to look at how Panera is serving their customer and Best Buy has served their vendors their but you know the products that they carry Microsoft and really made sure that they that they've given them great service so that they can get good deals they can get good product and that type of a thing and do certain partnerships on it but they are doing their open Thanksgiving and now it's out that Tim Cook decides not to ruin most Apple workers Thanksgiving I thought this was hilarious Um, the the headline goes but basically Apple's only open in a few locations on Thanksgiving. And so that's why they've saved it. Whereas Best Buy is open on Thanksgiving. Amber, do you shop Black Friday?
1: No. (laughs) It's too crowded. Too crowded for me. Yeah. Well, and I'd love to hear
0: everyone's opinion on Black Friday. For those of you that are watching now or watching later, do you shop Black Friday? What are your opinions on um, stores, whether it be a young female entrepreneur online or a big box chain like. Um, like, uh, what's it called, Best Buy, being open on Thanksgiving or doing any kind of promotions around the holiday. Because this is where I get really, like, yes, it's in poor form to be open on Thanksgiving. And I, if I were working at Best Buy, I wouldn't want to be home with my family. But Hi. at the same time, and Amber, I don't know if you agree with me on this, it's, it's very hard as far as um, competition goes. Online, sites are open 24-7. You have that availability on there, and people can be shopping on Thanksgiving and be with their families at the same time. And and even if you're not in direct competition, you know, if it's Best Buy or if it's me as a young female entrepreneur that's selling anything, we're competing for dollars. You have a $200 holiday budget, and if I'm spending all of it on Thanksgiving at a store that's open with big sales, I don't have any money left over for the Black Friday sales the next day. So you're competing for dollars and I can understand where people are worried about that. That's their bottom line. That's what puts them in the black is this holiday season. So I don't know what you guys think um, on how people can change that, how we can make the different, how a retailer could change the dynamics so that they're not in the red until the holidays. I don't know. I just, I feel like this entire (laughs) time has been me on a rant, Amber. I apologize. I like
1: Cyber Monday. I like that better.
0: See, and Cyber Monday is scary. That's why Amazon is already rolling out all of these sales, right? So I don't know about you, but I'm getting um, notices in my inbox right now that, you know, these are the items that are going to be on sale. Don't shop until then. (laughs) Cyber Monday, again, is like four days, five days after the actual sales begin. You're competing for dollars again. That's true. So... (laughs) And then there's people in the chat that are saying that they don't go to the stores, they can't stand the crowds at Terry J. Moore. I worked Black Fridays through college in retail, and I always loved it. I mean, the employers made it so much fun in the morning. I worked with my girlfriends, and you'd show up and bring each other Starbucks, and the people were always... At the stores I worked at, the people are always happy, and all you know, like it was a cute thing. But I don't know; that's just my personal experience. I've never actually shopped, but I was a worker. I was on the other side of it. Yeah. But anyway. So Amber, what's one big change that you'd love to see people make going into the holidays?
1: Um. Well, I'm all about health and fitness, <laughs> so um, always keep that in the forefront. Uh, You know, with holidays coming, it's always temptation with holiday cooking, uh, the treats and all that, but always keep your health and your exercise time, workout time at the forefront of your um, holiday season so that's one thing that I would like to see.
0: Yeah, and I love that you came out with one, your tip as, you know, for people changing, is that rather than just saying, I'm going to do it, you actually put it on your calendar, and I know that's something that at the Stacy Harris has has argued for in the past on here.
1: Yeah, definitely. I, I feel like um, working out and taking care of yourself should be a priority, so as you should have that like an appointment like you keep it keep it as an appointment like you would do a doctor's appointment your child's appointment any other obligation it's it's important so that's something that you should always keep and it is an appointment so I have people tell me, oh, I need you to do something. I have an appointment with the gym, and that's just as important as whatever you want me to do. So,
0: (laughs) I think that's a great point, and it's something I definitely need to incorporate more in my lifestyle. So, Amber, where can we find you online after this so we can connect with you?
1: Definitely. Um, You can find me at uh, www.hippiefitmom.com, and you can follow me on Twitter at at hippiefitmom. Now, Amber has
0: vlogs, too, on YouTube. What's your YouTube username? be fit mom yeah i watched them it was really cute she's got such a fun personality and it makes it fun to think about these types of things so amber thank you so much for joining me today i really appreciate it oh thank
1: you for having me i really enjoyed it oh god hopefully it wasn't too scary or overwhelming i mean i was you know i'm a little nervous but it's it's fun you did
0: fantastic and you're definitely a pro so i wasn't nervous about it so,
1: and everyone,
0: thank you so much for watching live. These, again, are live every weekday, Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on yfelive.com. Come for a quick burst of networking. Um, otherwise, oh, we're also up on iTunes. Oh, my gosh. And I would absolutely love everyone if they would rate it and comment, leave your feedback. Uh, Again, that's the iTunes algorithm pushing us forward so that other people can learn more about what's going on with young female entrepreneurs. And that's at yfeme forward slash um, video gen, J-E-N-N with two N's. And then um, or yfv.me forward slash audio gen. So we've got two versions, video and audio up. So everyone, again, thank you so much for watching live. I'm so excited to be back here and tomorrow. My guest is Julie Kelly, and she's going to be co-hosting with me, and it'll be super fun.